The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast, and I'm your host, Raider Craig. Welcome to our show, and welcome to this show, the postgame for the Carolina Panthers. That's right. They came to town. We're going to talk about that, talk about the game, and everything else, for that matter, here on show 216. Raider Nation. Let me tell you about this. Well, Randy and I, Keith and Dave from England, went to the Belitnikov Crab Feed, which is, of course, a charity event for uh, Tracy's House of Hope, the Belitnikov's young daughter who was murdered tragically uh, by a jealous boyfriend. And it's a place where young women can go uh, to escape violence. And it's a cool charity. And the event's always cool because there's always Raider greats there. We had a good time. I talked to Andrew Walter. I didn't even know he was playing. And I got to talk to him and encourage him to play well. And he did play the Panthers game, which was pretty cool. We talked to Tom Cable. And the boys let it down. (laughs) That's right. The Crusader Raider, Keith and Dave, both gave the coach the what for, if you know what I'm talking about. That's right. And he was a little stressed out. I love it. It was a great event, man. If you can get a, get to go to this thing, every year it's a great event. And these guys come every year. It's a great thing to go to. And they even had a private party with Tom Flores and everyone else. And the Bolitnikovs, pretty doggone cool. Uh, let me tell you right now. Well worth the 5,500-mile trip? I would say so. Super fans indeed. So before I get too much into that, it was a great evening, man. We had a great time. There'll be some pictures and video, I'm sure, to follow. So let's get into today's show. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know about my city? The city of Oak. Oh, don't you know? Do you know about my city? The city of Oak. We'd have the post game for the the Panthers. That's right. And you know what? Proud Panther, a proud pussy, whatever you want to call yourself. Listen here, partner. You did win. But guess what? You didn't kick ass. You didn't even come close. And I bet you were so stressed out, you kept the Pampers nearby, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's right. You're probably crapping your pants the whole game because our defense worked you guys that's all i'm saying to you buddy okay let's see now (laughs) hey the other story of the day of course i haven't hit this one yet the hall of shame that's right we're going to talk about uh, the marshmallow halls released from the oakland raiders and that whole thing also (laughs) greg knapp takes a dirt nap that's right greg knapp has been punted from the team literally uh, he's not fired, but you know it's coming awful soon. He's been stripped of his duties. That's right. Losing all control of the offense, which he never had any much control over anyway. I'm telling you, the guy belongs in a high school team. Yeah. So let's get into our first story, which would be the post game. Well, the Panthers. What's new, Pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's new, Pussycat? Whoa. Before I get into facts, figures, and anything else for that matter, let me just tell you this. We had a blast at the tailgate, folks. If you can make it to Oakland, you got to come because I don't know about you guys, but I had such a terrific time. It was crazy. We had a bunch of people there from the Raider Nation podcast. It was so much fun. Juan, Keith, Dave um, from England, of course. We also had Shasta and Paul from England and another guy named Richard from England. We were just having... We had a a European tailgate. Great time. Great people. Great, oh, great friends. Robert Moorhead, John Vela, uh, Raider Jerry. um, Of course, Kingsford Kirk. It's his show. It's a great show, man. And we had a blast over there. Gorilla Rilla. I could go on and on and on. It was a great event. We had a blast. (laughs) It was so much fun. And that was before the game. And I'll tell you what, that alone made a great game. I didn't have to see too much. I wasn't expecting too much. And that's what happened, man. It was very, very cool. Let me tell you what. There are two lovely people from Hawaii. Now, I'm up before I get, 
I almost forgot. It was right on the top of my list, too. I'm looking right at it. Lovely. Young man, young lady, very gracious, very quiet, very nice people. Gave us two boxes of candy with their business cards on them, which my wife, and I'm going to blame her. She's right here. She told me to because she knows it's true. Took the wrappers off and threw them away without seeing the card on there. So please, I told you, I encourage you to give us a bone line. Give us a bone line and drop us an email, please, so that I can give proper thanks for the proper gifts from the proper people. You guys are awesome. I'm I'm just an idiot. I can't remember everybody's name, and you know that's I can't even remember my own family for crying out loud. So there you go. You know how I pronounce names. It's the same thing. I remember. I have a terrible memory. And so my wife didn't help me with throwing those cards away. So please give us a call on the bone line. I just want to send a message out to the Crusader Raider and Big Dave and Richard, if you're listening. It was so wonderful to see you last Sunday. I just, I missed you guys, and it was great to hook up with you. It was great to see Raider Mike at the tailgate and uh, the Asian Persuasion. You guys rock. Robert Moorhead really is a great following, and it's great to see you guys. Um, God bless you all. And um, I can't wait to see you again. I can't wait to go to England, to Wembley. God bless. That's right. Don't forget about Joey. The age of persuasion did throw you in there, brother. Also, my brother, Richard. You got to get out of the bed, man. You can do it. I know you can. I love the picture. The picture with the patch. It rocks, dude. It's great. We all got a great laugh out of that one, man. Really, honestly, get better. Get up. Get going. We want to see you here next season for that game that I know you're going to bring it all, man. You're going to bring it all. The wild man, Richard, from England. Get better, bro. God bless. So let's get into the game here with the Panthers. Well, you know, no one was really expecting a whole lot from our team after last week's debacle and embarrassment, for that matter. But Jake Del Hume, that's right, Del Hume. I hit his star receiver, Steve Smith, for nine yards. That's it. Okay? That is all. <laughs> Steve Smith, who put up 613 yards in the last six games, got nine yards against the Raiders. Stupendous, creative, wonderful defense. I don't know what the hell we got here, but it's like a sleeping giant. You never know when it's going to come to play. And that's what the Panthers found out when we played this game, Patna. A defense came in and blew things up with four interceptions. They rushed the quarterback all day long, and they were all over their receiving core. And that's it. If not for two stupid plays, one which was the fumble on the 15-yard line, and the other which was a six tackles missed for a runner, yes, that's right, all the way through to the touchdown line. That's right, 69-yard run killed us. It killed us. And, of course, you know what Tom Cable, that's right, Basic Cable came out and said it wasn't really about the play calling. It was about the inability to stay out of those third and longs. Well, that's right, because we had 10 penalties, and it seemed like they was just coming one after another. I'll tell you, we need someone on the left side for sure. Poor Walter, which was playing the game pretty doggone good, I think. I'll take anybody on in this one. He looked head and shoulders above Jamarcus until he got hurt. He was head and shoulders above Tui. I know this doesn't mean that he's like the best quarterback in the league, but he's the best quarterback on this freaking team. I'm all about that. He's my boy. That's right, Andrew Walter. Watch him go. Give him a couple more games. I'm telling you right now, he is the guy. And Jamarcus, I guess his knee is still bothering him. He was out with a knee, and he's still questionable. I hope he's very questionable for the rest of the season because we would have an opportunity to doggone win a game. Excellent, excellent play play calling. When we did have an offense, I'll tell you what, Fargus ran like a beast. Um, Michael Bush was on fire. It was a good running game indeed. We had some great plays. We had a bunch of first downs. (laughs) Thank God. I know, but when you can hold Del Hume, Del Hume to a quarterback rating of like 12, then you're done your job on the defensive side of the ball. And they learned a big-ass lesson not to throw to Asamoah. Because what happens, you get picked off, Padna. That was great, man. We had a good game that way. And I'll tell you right now, it was good to see that. On the offensive side of the ball, however, we were grim. 
We were weak. We couldn't make a touchdown. Once again, two field goals proved what we could do. And we get in the red zone. Couldn't make it happen no matter what. Oh, well, that's our team, and that's what we have to put up with, and that's the way it goes. Because the game actually wasn't too terrible to watch. It wasn't that painful. We really had an opportunity. We were in the whole game. All we had to do is score a touchdown, and we were in. And then maybe we would have got a little more passion to go a little further. But we were so close. But, of course, so far, we got the L, of course. We're 2-7, and seven, folks. 2-7. and seven. What else can I say? The leader of the AFC West is five wins, okay? There are five wins. We got two. Think about it. It's not impossible. But with the way our team is, what's going on in the front office, <laughs> with everything that's going on so far, we're just a continual rolling stone. There's no moss being gathered here <laughs> because that's what we're doing. We're rolling through the rest of the season. You got to love it. And I got one solution for the Raider Nation. I'll tell you right now, I'm not going to concentrate so much on our team and what they can do to get better because I really think we all know what needs to get done here. We really do. We know we need to continue to run the ball well. We need to protect our, our freaking quarterback, whoever it may be. And then we have to have people that can get out open in the, in the secondary. I know it's a tough call. We can do it. I know we can. But I'll tell you, once you figure that out, you, you just got to let it go. You got to let it go. And I'll tell you, this is the solution for the Raider Nation. You know what you got to do? You know what you got to do? You know what you got to do? You got to smoke two joints in the morning. down to it that's what you just got to do and hopefully you don't miss a good game because if you do that of course and you smoke two joints after you smoke two joints you're not going to be awake to see any football <laughs> hi this is raider toker dan calling from la mirada california i'm kind of upset because the raiders aren't doing what they're supposed to this year when are they going to start running that power back, full back bush that they have there. Why do they keep even give it to Huggy Boy's son? I mean, he needs to go back to movies. I know I'm pretty upset because we're playing against the uh, Carolina Panthers. Uh, Jake, Dale Holmes, D. Smith, Langelo Williams. What do we expect? Another 48 to nothing loss. Uh, let's give a shout out to... Wait, I got a toe care. <sighs> to my friends, Aaron Sullivan and Paul Halushka. Uh, that typical Raider fans of La Mirada, California, that are hardcore. Shout out to those brothers. Peace. Yeah, what do we, you know, what do we gotta do to win nowadays? You know what I mean? I mean, as a kid, they say the kid's not ready. I don't know. I think the kid needs to be benched. Let's bring in Walters, see what he could do. You know, and start giving the ball to Bush. You know, start some short passes and see what the fuck we can do. All right, this is a Raider Toker Dan. <laughs> Uh, uh, signing out. Go Raiders. Peace. Ah, uh, that's pretty funny. Anyway, let's go on here to the next story of the day, which is the Hall of Shame. That's right. The Marshmallow Hall, threatening to retire at the beginning of the season, coaxed back by our own Uncle Al, 
That's right. Into his $16 million deal, if injured, plus the eight for the eight games that he played for Oakland Raiders, ended up letting go in a farm farewell. And let us not forget, Raider Nation, what he had to say when he left. An incredible quote that really sums it up for our whole team. This sums it up for the structure of management. It sums it up for the entire way (laughs) this team is run. And this is what he said when he left. We answer to Al. Al knows us personally. It's nice when you have that personal relationship with the owner, as opposed to trying to kiss up to every head coach who comes along. That's a quote from, of course, DeMarshmello Hall, which was cut from the Oakland Raiders, picked up henceforth by the Washington Redskins, who I'm sure will now have a Pro Bowl year in their system of defense, just because I'm sure he Randy mossed us. That's right. We got mossed by Hall. Isn't that funny? We got mossed by Hall. It should make a frickin' T-shirt. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, man, that is an unbelievable thing. We paid the man a million dollars a game. One thing I will say for sure, what a million dollars a game bought was his loyalty. Because even when he went to the Redskins and the media was working him for a negative spin on the Oakland Raiders, he said nothing but positives about his former employer. And you got to love that because he probably could have let us have it. But he decided not to since he did get, of course, a million dollars Per game. That's right. (laughs) Oh, brother. We also gave up a second-round draft choice for this gentleman here, and that's done deal. And that's the way it goes, and it's over. And that, my friends, is the hall of shame. All that money that could have gone to Asamoah or somebody else, for that matter, uh, because you know we're going to get a doggone good draft pick this year top five I can guarantee you that for sure that I know now which one I'm not positive but start looking at college players folks because that's where we're gonna be uh let's just hope we can pick up the right players for the right price oh what do you think so that's the hall of shame it is just a shame that we had anything to do with this character. It's a shame that he stuck around and didn't retire. It's a shame that Al Davis talked him into staying here. And it's a shame that all this crap had to happen in the middle of the frickin' season for all this debacle to go on. I hope this is it, the last year this whole bunch of crap happens. I am just praying that that's the case. How many record lows can the Raiders hit? I don't know, man. There's always something. Just when you think you've seen it, you've seen it all. There's another record that's in the loft waiting to come out and be sprung on you on any given Sunday. We're nine-point dogs there in Miami. I think that's pretty funny. It'd be great for them once again to come out and maybe make everybody wrong. How about winning a game for a change? I'm hoping. I'm praying. I really am. Greg Knapp takes a dirt nap. When I wake up early in the morning, lift my head, I'm still yawning when I'm in the middle of a dream. Stay in bed, load up stream, load up stream. You can wake me, load up, shake me. It's about freaking time. That's right. The gentleman from Stone Mountain, Georgia. That's right. The art angel knows everything about Greg Knapp. He knows that he was taking a nap there in Atlanta. That's why they booed his ass there and kicked his ass out of there. That's why he came to Oakland. That's what he's doing here because he was supposed to be the magic potion for our offense. Well, I know that there's a lot of speculation around about uh, Kiffin and him, but I do believe he's had his finger in the pie this entire season and last year as well. I can't help but think if he's that shitty of an offensive coordinator 
And this whole time, under all these coaches that this idiot, well, since Kiffin and and now Basic Cable, is this the reason the whole team's in the shithole? Is it because he's such an idiot when it comes to play calling and imagination that we're stuck with this anemic offense? That would be a tragedy beyond belief that we got stifled by a loser, a two-time loser for that matter, uh, to come to the Oakland Raiders. He left the 49ers. Actually, they kicked his ass out of there too. So, so much for a cheap date. His contract's over at the end of this year, and he is done. Basically, it was said that Tom Cable was the one to strip him of his duties. But, of course, we all know what happens in that organization and that building because Kiffin tried to do it with Ryan, and it was a no-go. But here you go. Big Al put his finger down on the button and said, Will you step into my office, please? You're now relegated to doing the towels and the linens. Please polish the helmets and don't leave any scuff marks. Thank you for staying. We'll see you later. No, actually, we won't because this is your last year. Nice talking to you. Greg, let's take a nap. So now he's going to be taking a dirt nap at the end of the season because he is out of here. I do believe I smell a whole new coaching staff coming. That's refreshing. I'm hoping Ryan is on his way out as well. If that's the case, maybe, perhaps, the change that we long awaited for is on the way, people. Maybe it's coming down to it. That's all I can think of. Because I'll tell you right now, we got to have major change. You know what I'm talking about. And I forgot to give you this little tidbit. That's right. It's the pregame for the Dolphins. They call him Flipper, Flipper, faster than lightning. No one you see is smarter than he. And we know Flipper lives in a world full of wonder, lying there under, under the sea. That's right, the Miami Dolphins. Let's squish the fish. And they're going to go, oh, no, it's not a fish. It's a mammal. Yeah, that's how their theme song sounds like, too. It's that weak. Well, okay, let's mangle the mammals. That's what I say. Mangle the mammals, squish the fish, whatever. We got to go in there and take it to them like we did last year. They were our easiest opponent. And Dante Culpepper put five on them, 35-17. We blew them away. There was a record day for Justin Fargus. Huggy Bear run the ball for a record uh, number of yards. But this is a different team run by a different organization. Just goes to show what a good management structure will do with Parcells in the seat. They have been rocking everybody's house. That's correct. Who's running the ball? That's right. Ricky. Williams, that's correct. The toker himself is the big runner and 100 yards rushing last week for the first time since the end of the 2005 season. He is doing it, and he's splitting it with Ronnie Brown, who is a rocket chip among men. That's right. He can run the ball crazy. He hasn't made more than 60 yards a game, but he's averaging pretty much 50 or 60 per contest. The guy's running crazy. We have to really watch it. And with our run defense, that could be really tough for us because Brown put the ball in the TD zone 10 times in the last eight games. That's pretty good compared to you. Look, our total touchdown capacity is one-tenth of that. Yeah. Anyways, you know, we had a really tough times with Julius Peppers, with the Panthers, and John Abraham with the Falcons, and we're going to have a just as much a rough time as with Joey Porter on this team. He is out for blood, and he sees a sack right there in Kwame or Kwame or whatever you want to call him, the paper bag himself, Harris. That's correct. No one actually does doing a good job on that side, and our quarterback is suffering the indignity of being pummeled by that side of the, the, the line. When will we ever learn that an offensive line, the trenches where it is? I just don't know. We got Chad Pennington on the other side of the ball with a pass rating of 94.6 in his last six games. That's not a bad way to go. Better than both our quarterbacks combined, folks. It's going to be a tough game for us if we can pull that defense together like we had against the Panthers. Yeah, kitty, 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 kitty. Then we should be okay as long as we have an offense that shows up. I'm hoping that Andrew Walter starts this game and gets an opportunity to show his stuff. 
I think he's blowing off the cobwebs, and I think he's a much better quarterback than Jadummy. Excuse me, Jamarcus. I'll tell you right now, I'm really impressed with him, and I think that we got to give him a shot. You guys know that he's my boy, and we got to keep him in there. Give him a chance for crying out loud. You hear me? Doesn't look like McFadden is going to play. I'm going to call him McFoot from now on because he has two, and I count them, two, two, two turf throws in one. Never in my life have I heard of a football player in the history of the NFL with dual turf toes. Go figure. Only in Oakland. Derek Burgess will probably be out for this game, too. We won't have a power of our front four, but like I said before, they've played without these guys and done relatively well. It'd be great to have McFadden back in the, in the scene, but I really don't think they're going to play him because they're going to try to save him. As wacky as things have been this season, that's kind of how I feel. I think if people are putting them in the IR, it's because they don't want them to get injured, really, for next season. As dumb as that sounds, that's my prediction. I think that that's happening. I wouldn't be wrong, I don't think. Anyway, we have an opportunity to beat Miami again. We can do it again. We did it before. We worked them really good on the edges. And I think if DMAC finds a way to put some herf in that turf, and I mean get going and get off the doggone bench and get in there and make some of that money that he signed for at the beginning of the season, we might be able to win this game. How about a W? How'd you like that? I'd rather have it at home, but I'll take it anywhere, folks, anywhere. Okay, so let's move on to the Raider Nation. Bone line! Bad of the bone. Bad. 1-800-620-7181. Get on, man. Throw yourself a bone on out here. This is Ellie Raider chiming in. The Raiders want to release the Angelo Hall. And we give up a second and sixth round draft pick for him, and he's just going to throw him away. Now I know that fucking Al Davis is fucking delusional and Smith and Glue. Or, you know, what the fuck, dude? You know, just like you say, Ray Greg, that you know they're just telling him lies and going underneath his uh, desk there because he is it's just freaking ridiculous. He needs to look at what the coaches are doing. It's not the players that we got. We got great players. These fucking coaches don't know what the fuck they're doing. You know? I loved Al Davis' first 40 years, but now, dude, like one of my best friends says, and later fan too, we ain't going to win till he's gone. I, I will still watch Raiders, be a Raider fan, you know? I mean, cause I love football, love watching my team, but they keep doing this shit, man. I will be watched like five minutes, ten minutes, and I'm changing the channel. Till next time, this is LA Raider. Out. Raider Greg and Raider Nation. This is Archangel calling from Stone Mountain, Georgia, outside of Atlanta. Hey, uh, it's Wednesday morning on the East Coast, and actually, I seen it last night, but I see that today uh, the Raiders are looking to get rid of D'Angelo Hall. Now, Suffice to say, as you guys know, since I live over here, they have been torturing the Raiders left and right as far as talking about that uh, win that they had on Sunday. Uh, I, they were telling me the stats on uh, when I was listening to the radio station. I couldn't believe it was as bad as what it was uh, because I didn't even go and look at the box scores and all that because I was that pissed off. But anyway, if they decide they're going to go ahead and get rid of D. Hall now just to save themselves $16 freaking million dollars, which on one hand, I understand that. But on the other hand, I would have think the guy would have played probably at least until the end of the season, maybe after this really terrible game that they had against the Falcons, that they would go ahead and start turning the season around. But I guess they're going to go ahead and start cleaning the house now. But anyway, if they're going to do that to D. Hall, then they definitely need to get rid of Javon Walker also, all that money they paid him to come and, what, sit on the sideline and what he played probably two games and have five passes since he played. Also, let's not forget Mr. Warren, our defensive tackle, who they overpaid him also after being broken down last uh, season, who they should have used that money to pick up Albert Hainsworth, who's everybody saying that he's a possible MVP candidate from playing with Tennessee right now. That's another darn bad move that the Raiders have done also. 
But, I mean, if they're going to go ahead and start cleaning the house, they need to clean the house across the board. They need to sit Jamarcus Russell's ass down and let Andrew Walter go ahead and start from here on out and let him sit and learn all over again. Because, I mean, the radio station has been laughing over Storm saying they can't believe that the Raiders picked Jamarcus Russell number one. He sat out and got paid all that money. And then here it is, Matt Ryan, he's having a rookie of the year type year. I mean, that is totally ridiculous. I mean, the guy, he needs to be ashamed of himself. But anyway, I just thought I'd just call it and uh, let you guys know what's going on over here on the East Coast and all that because they continue torturing the Raiders. And, yeah, we deserve it. And also, um, I heard your podcast yesterday, um, Raider Greg, and you know what? I'm with you on that. I'm not buying another piece of Raider paraphernalia and anything whatsoever. It is what it is. Anyway, Raider Nation, just like I said, hang in there. There's always tomorrow. Peace. Hi, this is Silver and Black Magic. I've been a Raider fan for 20 years. When are we going to abandon the run and start passing some more? We've given this rookie kid a year now, and he ain't done a goddamn thing. We need to start establishing the run, get rid of that ugly boy virus or whatever the hell his name is, and get that other rookie in there and get him to run the ball. Darren McFadden, that turf toe, I don't know about that turf toe. That boy's getting too much money not to play. I'm a little pissed off right now, but you know what? Silver and black magic, we will be back. The Raiders forever and ever. This is for Aaron Sullivan, a good friend of mine. He's a Raider friend, but he wanted me to call in for him. So, Aaron, this is for you. Gold Raiders, Silver and Black Magic, and Paul Haluska, a fellow employee who's a Silver and Black Magic fan also. Peace, Raider Nation, out. Hey, this is Raider Dave in Washington. And uh, I just got to say, here the fuck we go again. Uh, releasing D'Angelo Hall after eight games. I know we've all been talking smack about him, but what the fuck? You release one guy, a guy, a big free agent signing like that after eight fucking games? Come on. I mean, they interviewed Namde Asamoah about that shit, and he's like, this is the worst thing that's happened in five and a half years. It's in so much disarray. They ask him about his contract for next year. He says, no comment. Well, what's that tell you? That tells me that we're losing Namdi. What the fuck is going on in Alameda? Those motherfuckers need to have their fucking asses kicked and stomped and fucking beat to the ground. God damn it. I'll tell you what. I sent an email to Amy Trask and let her know how I felt. I got the email address from one of your earlier shows, and I used it. These guys, they suck ass. What the fuck? Now, all the players are all pissed. Fucking Wilson is saying he's never seen anything like this. Come on, man. What the fuck? I'm out. Hey, Raider Greg. Randy. Hey, man. Thanks for keeping this up. I know it's tough. People are jumping ship all over the place. And uh, good to hear that you guys are, you know, staying true to the Raiders. You know, I'm not going to talk about the Atlanta game. We haven't really played that bad in a long, long time from a statistical standpoint so i'm gonna ignore it you know every now and then stuff like that happens i think it just happened in a really bad season so it's really compounding things um but that's not really typical so you know i'm gonna i'm gonna forget about that but i do want to talk about the mess that al davis is continuing to kind of create this season i mean we signed d'angelo hall you know a lot of people weren't happy about it some were you just got to stick with things. I mean, you need some continuity, and that's what's killing us more than anything. Al Davis's habit of, you know, knee-jerk reaction. If something doesn't go right, uh, let's make a quick fix. You know, I know there's a big financial impact there, but there's also intangibles that the players, you know, kind of are getting upset about this. They're, they're banding together at how bad it really is. Namdi and Jabril Wilson are talking together saying that, you know, this is messed up, this is not how it should be. You know, when players get together and their source of uh, alliance is how bad a team is versus, you know, coming together to win games, I mean, you know something is messed up. It's just, it's it's really bad right now. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a Raiders fan. I'm not going to, not going to jump boat. I'm still going to watch the game this weekend. 
Carolina's a tough team. I hope they can hope they can do something respectable against them. Um, I do think uh, they should look at converting Mike Hoff back to cornerback. I know he played corner quite a bit. Namdi actually came out of Cal at the safety, and uh, the Raiders converted him to cornerback. That went pretty well. So um, give Hoff a shot. Give him a shot at corner see what he can do. Anyways, good talking to you guys. Uh, good luck, Lynch. Raider Greg, Randy, this is Raider Rob from Northern Jersey, and I've been listening to the podcast for probably the better part of six months now and uh, been a fan all my life. But I tell you, these are indeed the times that try men's souls. Uh, it's tough, you know. I'm with you, and I understand what you're saying, and I hear what the, the Raider Nation is saying loud and clear that, uh, you know, it, it's tough waking up every day, supporting your team, bleeding silver and black, and, and doing everything and giving of ourselves, putting out hard-earned cash to support this team, giving our heart and soul, taking a lot of uh, abuse, and then seeing, you know, the, the guys on the field, they're just, they're just not putting out the effort, that the organization is not putting it out. And here we are, you know, week in, week out, day in, day out, giving everything we have. Like I said, Thomas Paine once said, uh, in 1776, that these are the times that try men's souls, and, and this is the time that tries the Raider Nation's soul. You know, all I can say, you know, is that uh, we have to have faith that better times are ahead, and, uh, you know, hope that we can make those changes in the off season that we need, stick by our team for the rest of the season, no matter how hard it is. Let's keep hope alive. Let's see if we can pull one or two more out for the rest of the season, and then regroup and come back and, and take over this bitch. All right. What's up, Raider Nation? This is Raider Rico. It's been a while, but I am back. And through this whole debacle, the one thing that stands out the most to me is how sad this is. Because everything that the Raiders have stood for over the past, since Al Davis has come in, is gone. Might as well be forgotten by the players, by the coaches especially by Al Davis. Commitment to excellence? Yeah, right. Pride and poise? That's pretty much the buck stops at the fans. It doesn't go any farther than that. Just win, baby? Okay, not even Al Davis believes in just winning, baby. He admitted it himself, for all you Al Davis fans, all two of you, that it's not just about winning, baby, because when he was asked at his press conference if Lane Kiffin won those last two games, would you have kept him? And he said no. So it's not just about winning, baby. It's not about that at all. In fact, it's about putting a guy in there who went, what was it, 11-32 and 32 or whatever, at his own college, it was called a joke by the school. Come on. I mean, the Raiders used to be a dynasty. It was the Steelers, it was the Cowboys, and all these teams that are looked upon very highly by the rest of the NFL and by the world of sports. You know, everyone goes through their own losing you know, seasons. Everyone understands that. But when you lose all sense of your history and lose all sense of what you're really about, it's just a complete collapse of a once-proud organization. So until someone comes along, another Al Davis, a younger, more brighter, current brighter, and Al Davis used to be pretty bright, he's a step down, but whatever. I won't get into, into that. Comes along and resurrects the Raiders. Here we are, and we shall stay. I'll stay. I'll be around. Always, Raiders forever, Raiders till I die. Go Raiders, and I'm kicking all your guys' butts on fantasy football. Later, bye. Hey, what's up? This is uh, AZ Raider out here in the desert. Just wanted to come in one more time for before this uh, next debacle that's sure to happen later today. You know, I'm not sure how much more of this anyone can take, and I wouldn't blame you guys for canceling the rest of your podcast. What could we possibly have to talk about other than one loss after another? Just unbearable. You know, what happened last week was not only uh, one of the Raiders' worst losses, but it was one of the worst beatdowns in NFL history. You know, it's possible the Raiders won't even win another game playing like this. Even the Lions are putting up points, man. This is, Raiders are officially the laughing stock of the NFL. How funny is that shit? You know what, this organization doesn't deserve its fans, man. Let me tell you something. If you like the NFL, you got nothing to look forward to for years to come. You know, after last week's insanity, not only have we lost our second and fifth round pick for next year, you think Osmo's going to resign after this last week? 
And, you know, what he said, writing's on the wall, man. And all the good free agents out there, nobody's coming, and anybody who's, who's good will be leaving. You can bet that. You know what? As long as I was in charge, there's no freaking future. He's driven this team straight into the ground. You know what? For longer than I could remember, he's made one bad move after another. There's so many of them, you freaking can't even keep track, man. How about go, let's go back to Larry Brown, $24 million for a sorry-ass corner who had two balls falling in his lap in the Super Bowl. How long did he last? You know what? This freaking goes on and on. And what about this, man? Who trades a coach that's about to deliver a Super Bowl? That was our payoff right there. Let me tell you something. The only way we're smelling another Super Bowl anytime soon will be on Xbox. That was it right there. And uh, at this point, you know what? I was born in Oaktown, but I'm not wasting another moment on this bullshit excuse for football. Raiders, I can't quit you. Until I see a team that's playing 500 ball, I'm out. You know what? No matter who they play from here on out, I'll always be wanting them to win. But hey, you know what? I got a redheaded stepchild called the Arizona Cardinals. And you know what? Just two years, he became for real. Two years. Look at Wizard Hunt. He turned this shit around in two years. The Raiders are freaking pathetic, man. If they're your only team, you got years of misery to look forward to, bro. Like I said, I'll be back when you start playing something that resembles some freaking real football. Until then, out. Guess who it is? It's a friend who hasn't called in a while. It's the proud Panther. Our week is coming up this Sunday. We're coming to Oakland to kick your ass. We were going to give you the biggest beatdown this season. You guys just get ready. Hey, this is Juan Jorge calling in after the game, getting home from the Coliseum. And, well, what did we expect? Sure, we all wanted to win, but, you know, we're still not there. We've got a long ways to go. And, you know, I'm sure just um, I'm like most people where, you know, we're just numb to losing. But I had a great time at the Panda game, one of the best tailgates I've been to in a long time. Well, of course, Greg's, but, you know, this one just had an extra boost to it. But, you know, it was cool seeing everyone, Raider Mike, of course, regular, uh, the Asian Persuasion Joey, um, of course, Greg and Randy, and... uh D-A-V-E, Dave, 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 and the Crusader Raider, uh, Robert Moorhead. I mean, it, it was, a, it was a, I had a great time. You know, the tailgate was off the hook. Food was great. Game, well, we had a chance to win it. Our defense did a great, great job. Um, that run that went for like 60-something yards by the Panthers, you know, you can't keep our defense out on the field th- that long. And our offense, man, it still reeks. It still stinks. Our passing game is crap. And you know what? Hopefully Al Davis can get his shit together and hire a general manager this offseason because there is no way we can afford another season like this. This season is basically over. Hopefully we can pull out a four-game winning season and four-game wins. I don't know who we're going to get the next two wins from, but... Hopefully they're both at home. We got the Dolphins next week. That'd be nice to get a road win. We beat them last year. But anyways, just wanted to call. Um, say uh, happy to see everyone. Had a great time. Except for, you know, losing. But it was manageable. But at least we didn't get shut out like last time. But no offensive touchdowns in the last two games. Straight up pathetic, if you ask me. Well, that's all I got. There's one Jorge calling in. Peace. This is Arkansan Raider. You know, I, 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 I don't know what I just saw out there today, but, you know, the defense looked better, but at this point I can't even get up a good yell for this game, so I'll just give you what that – here goes. A heavy sigh is about all I can muster. What's up, Raider Nation? Fuck. Another fucked up game. But it showed that everybody else feels the same way because that place looks fucking empty. You know what? I feel bad for for fans such as like the Crusader Raider who made the trip 
across the pod, who I'm sure is in Oakland still as we speak, and took the trip all the way across the pod so that we could see a flashback of 2006. Great job, defense. I mean, what can you say? If Johnny Lee Higgins doesn't fumble that ball, it could be a different score. It could be a different outcome. The only two field goals from Kane Janikowski? Fucking pathetic. The only thing that would be good if next week, when the Raiders play Miami, they can win one. But win one for the Crusader Raiders. Hope you had fun out here, brother. Semper Fi. Happy birthday, Marine Corps. 233 years. And stay strong. Happy birthday, USMC. Raul Olivero. Semper Fi, Marine. And I'm out. Hey, Raider Nation. This is Raider Jeff from Orlando, Florida. Now we see why they got rid of Angela Hall. That press coverage over the weekend was fantastic. The defense stepped up. Now, I know a lot of you guys out there have been screaming for an opportunity for Andrew Walter. You see what you get when Andrew's in the game. He's a statue that throws interceptions. Some were screaming, oh, we'll give Tui a chance. Same result. Guys, the problem is not Jamarcus Russell. He's basically a rookie but he's playing behind the line and on a team that doesn't have a lot of leadership or ability right now to protect the quarterback. If you look at some of these other quarterbacks that are in their first and second years that are doing great, they're usually on a team that has some leadership and some ability to at least protect the quarterback. Jamarcus has been running for his life all season. And when you get Andrew Walter in there, he can't move. And when you get Tui in there, sure, he can run, but I'm not so sure what planet he's on playing the game. But very pleasing to watch that defense. Absolutely anemic offense. Uh, That guy who's from Atlanta that told us that Greg Knapp is taking a nap, well, he needs to take a dirt nap because this is, this is ridiculous, the kind of offensive play that this team is, is distributing. We're supposed to be a running team, and we can't run the football. So there's no balance, and Jamarcus just needs time and some players to, to play with, and this team will be all right. But one fear that I have, and it's a big fear, is that Namdi's not going to come back. And I'd just like to hear what some of the rest of you guys think about that. You guys take care, and hopefully next week we can get a win in Miami. Go Raiders. Hey, Greg and Randy. This is Raider Dave in Washington. Um, I'd like to say that the defense looked a lot better yesterday, with the exception of one play where they reverted back to their old ways of missed tackles and crap. Um, I'm still not sold on Rob Ryan. Um, D'Angelo Hall, that might have been a good move. Chris Johnson played a pretty good game. Shard Baker played a huge game, and Namdi showed why you do not throw on him. Offense. Offense is another story. They still put up the same crap they've been putting up. Those two tackles, offensive tackles, Quam Harris, Cornell Green, you guys really suck. You guys need to find a new occupation because football ain't doing it for you, buddy. That's all I've got. Talk to you later. Bye. Hey, what's going on, Raider Greg and Raider Nation? What's up? I'm calling because I got to say, what the fuck? Is everyone just as embarrassed as I am? Unbelievable. What is Al, shithead Davis, thinking now that Kiffin is gone? Nothing. The team was playing much better for Kiffin than now, so the move to get rid of Kiff was stupid. What is Tom Cable thinking? Talk on the online was, stay the course. Why the hell would you want to stay the fucking course that we're on right now? Our course is heading the wrong fucking direction. Stay the course, please. Come on now. We got to do better than that. He says he knows what's wrong and he can fix it. Fuck, he said that last week. He knew it was wrong. He knew how to fix it. I guess it's so much shit that he can't fix it in 
one game, it's going to take him the rest of the year, and then he's going to be done. He's going to be one and out because, you know, he's all fucked up. So Al's going to get rid of his ass, or maybe he'll just make him the offensive line coach again, you know, and then make, shoot, let's see, uh, Tim Brown the head coach? I don't know. Fuck, maybe John Herrera could be the head coach, you know? He's under the desk most of the damn time anyway. He knows all the plays. It's like, man, all I can say is thank God Rob Ryan is in his last year. The guy's a, supposedly a defensive coordinator, but, you know, he's garbage. You know, if you look at the whole team, man, this is worse, in my opinion, this is worse than when our show fucking fucked the team up. You know, bringing a guy in from the damn running a bed and breakfast, we were making progress under Kiffin. Now, whether... You know, and I liked the guy or didn't like the guy. One thing could be said is we were making progress. We were moving in the right direction. Now we're just all fucked up. He talked about character. What fucking character? Man, the only character I saw was those bitches laying down quicker than a $5 horn. Shoot, character. You know, and we're paying big money for him. Can't catch. You know, except for Chad Schilling. That's about the only guy that's playing with some desperation, playing like, hey, I want a fucking job. I want to be in the NFL making some moves, man. I like that guy. You know, Curry, his hands are fucking hands of stone now. Used to be pretty good, but he's got the fucking hands of stone. I don't know what his problem is. And here's one for Al. Why not fire Rob Ryan's ass for cause? Let's see. Hmm. Because he fucking sucks as a defensive coordinator. Because he sucks at defensive scheming. Because he would have a job five minutes after being let go. What he didn't tell us was he would be holding his brother's clipboard like a good bitch. He would make a good pizza delivery guy, too, though, so I give him props on that. I'm just pissed, man, because I was expecting more from this season. Despite Kiffin's falls within the organization or whatever they want to call it, man, he had us pointed in the right direction. We were making progress. Granted, we weren't going to probably go to the Super Bowl this year, but we were damn sure much better than the bullshit we put on the field now. And it's night and day to me when I look at how those guys are playing now and how they played on the Kiffin. At least we were in the game. How the fuck do you play the whole half and come up with negative two yards? That's just bullshit. I don't know. I don't even understand how you could fucking do it. I watched the game, man, and I couldn't, I just, I couldn't understand it. Man, I'm looking at the damn thing, and I'm like, what the fuck? You know, total yards in the NFL, 77. Come on, man. You got guys that are getting paid millions of bucks. You can't find a guy to make a hole. As many people out of work, man, Fucking, I'd uh, get rid of all them fuckers, man, and uh, get me some homeless guys, put some feet, put some food in the end zone, and say, first man ain't there, fucking eat it up, man. I bet, guarantee you we get some fucking desperation. We get some guys hustling their ass off. Well, you know, like I said last time I called, they're making it hard to be a Raider fan. What's going on, Raider Nation? This is Raider AC from Portland, Oregon. And uh, before I start, I just want to apologize to all the Raider fans out there, man, because I'm just going to go off on my team, man, that I've cheered for since I was a little kid. I'd probably be pretty pissed off at myself a year ago if I heard myself about to say all this shit. But I am just so fucking mad. I have never, ever seen a worse Raider team, NFL team, whatever you want to say, in my entire life than what I just witnessed on Sunday. That was the biggest catastrophe I have ever seen in my life, ever. I can't believe it's 77 fucking yards and three first downs against a rebuilding, rookie-led Atlanta Falcon team. How fucking embarrassing. I, I, I can't say this is the least talented team we've had because it's not. It's just the worst team. If I was Al Davis, besides hiring a GM and getting fucking people in that know what they're doing instead of that old fucking wrinkled up motherfucker, I would just, I wouldn't invite any of the coaching staff back, not fucking one of them, not a single fucking soul. I would not invite any of that offensive line back. Fucking kick them all to the fucking curb. They're horrendous. Unfucking believable how bad that line is. I've never seen something so bad in my life. I can't believe I wasted a Sunday, a year, 25 fucking years to watch a team that's turned into this. I went to that Denver Oakland game, and I was willing to forgive what I saw. And look what the fuck are they doing now. Look at this shit. Jamarcus fucking Russell, are you kidding me? He will never, ever be good. Put in Andrew Walter, please. 
Call Todd Marinovich. See if Jay fucking Schrader will come back. I'll take any of these sorry motherfuckers over this fucking idiot. I will not watch a live game again this year. I can say that now, but I tell you right now, the next couple of weeks, I'm not doing it. And if I'm at home, I won't be able to not watch, so I'm going to record it and leave. I'm taking my kids, and we're going to the park. We're going somewhere. I'm not wasting my time with this nonsense anymore. Thank you for listening. This has really helped me. Bye. Yeah, this is Raider Boy from Wiley, Texas. I listened to the show a long time, never called in, but I'm just I'm so irritated and frustrated. First of all, I have to listen to all these idiotic Cowboy fans down here who just piss me off. And uh, they still win, but yeah, they don't do anything, which is beautiful. I have a Raider tattoo on my arm, and I wish I had a Brillo pad to freaking scrub it off. I'm so irritated. I'm tired of losing. Uh, I, I spend $350 for the NFL Sunday ticket. I have a 73-inch television, and I have to sit here, and my friends come over, and they don't even make fun of me anymore. Because why should they? It's embarrassing. It is freaking embarrassing. I've always wanted to fly out to Oakland for a game. What for? I mean, what is the point? I'm just so disgruntled. I have tons and tons of Raider stuff in my room, autographed helmets, jerseys, pictures, everything else. Uh, I just don't even know what to say about the whole thing. It frustrates me so bad. Um, Nobody wants to come here. Let's face it. Nobody wants to come here, and I'm listening to your current show right now online, the 215 show. No, who's going to want to come here? Nobody. Nobody wants to come here so they can be told what to do, uh, second guess. I mean, they're never going to win again, ever. And I hate to say that. And I'm, I'm just so irritated. I'm so frustrated. I just wish that, uh, you know, I, I'm sorry, but unfortunately until the old man passes or moves on, this team ain't going to win nothing. This used to be one of the greatest franchises in the world, and it is not now. It is irritating. I don't even break things anymore because what's the point? What is the point? You know, you just go through, oh, your team lost. Yep, yep. Well, at least we're consistent at losing. We're probably the best team in the world at that. So I'm just so frustrated. I, I sound like I'm griping. I still love the Raiders, but, man, it is awful. I will continue to listen to the show. Maybe I'll call back some other time. Thanks a lot. Hello Raider Nation, this is Keith Smith, Crusader Raider and Dave Chapman calling you from the San Francisco airport as we head on our next part of our journey. Anyway, we had a fantastic weekend with you guys at the Crowdfest with, uh, on Friday night with Fred and Andrew Bittenkoff, got a chance to meet with Tom Flores and also uh, both Dave Chapman and myself had a chance to meet with Tom Cable and tell us what we, what we think about the Raiders and the, the situation um, that's happening here in Oakland. We had a fabulous tailgate on the weekend with too many, many names to, to mention. I don't want to forget anybody, but Juan and Mike, it was really good to meet up with you guys and uh, have the opportunity to, to spend some time at the game with you as well. Uh, Chris Jones in the 66 Mob, we had good fun at the England pub and enjoyed our time there whilst we was in town and put up the picture of the Crusader Radio and the Radio Nation podcast uh, website to promote the, the site. So you've got to keep it going now, Greg and Randy. Um, Charmaniac, thank you for the, the the wine and the lovely ham. That was fantastic. And Randy, thanks for the, the CD disc that we'll be listening to once we get home. We had a great night at Ricky's last night with... Uh, um, Randy and uh, with Tina and uh, Greg, you have to ask Randy about Tina and Randy's podcast. Anyway, onwards now to Seattle for me and then I'm going down to Fort Lauderdale next week when I will give a report for the Raider Nation podcast from Miami and hopefully we'll see the Raiders uh, get a result there um, before we go because obviously this is just six years of grief and we've got to finish it soon. It's got to change soon. But let me pass you over to Dave Chapman and uh, go Raiders and I'll speak to you guys soon. Yeah, hi guys. Just to uh, echo what, what Keith said, really, um, we had a fantastic time whilst we were over, and just just everyone has been really wonderful towards us. Really, you know, made us feel at home, and and just the generosity of everyone is fantastic. Um, we we will be back next year, um, 2009. Um, can't wait already. And as soon as the schedule comes out, um, we'll be sorting out when when we're coming over. But uh, thanks again to everyone. We can't thank you enough for your hospitality and um, everyone, you know. And, um, well, just, just let's, let's hope that the team can match uh, 
all your guys' enthusiasm and, you know, we, we, we just hope for a better season next year anyway. We know that the season's over this year. Anyway, guys, take care and uh, wish you all the best and we look forward to seeing you next year. Thanks very much. Bye. And <laughs> you guys on the forum are rocking. You guys on the bone line are rocking. And it's very good to see this happen. Don't be shy on the bone line. Get on in there and do it. Happy Veterans Day and God bless all those and the armed forces that keep us safe. Trust me, man, they're out on that wall and they're doing a good job. And the Raider Nation podcast wants to recognize all those in uniform. You know what I'm talking about, and that's what I mean. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you guys listening, and it's really encouraging to hear you guys saying that you like the show. It's really encouraging. Randy and I keeps us doing it, and you know what I'm saying. So until after this game, we will have to see. I will be back. But for right now, Raider Greg is out.